0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. We're going to read out of Mark chapter 8, uh, verse 22. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. Uh, I'm uh, going to read this together real quickly. It says, when they arrived at Bethsaida, uh, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around and he said, Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away, saying, "Don't go back into the village on your way home." The title for tonight is—it uh, might be kind of like a might pair up with what last Wednesday. But the title for tonight is this: "From from blind to blurry to breakthrough." From blind to blurry to breakthrough. With that being said, y'all can be seated. Let's pray over the service tonight. Father, we thank y'all for uh, gathering us, God. We thank you, Father, for uh, instilling your will for tonight, Father. We only have this one request, God, that is for you uh, in your Holy Spirit, for your Holy Spirit, Father, to just have his way tonight, Father. So we thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders taking place. We thank you, Father, for addiction falling away, God. We thank you for that tonight, that lives are going to be found in the name of God. We thank you, God, that what starts tonight could be what changes the lives of people as we begin to grow closer to you as we begin to walk in understanding father let your will be done we love you so much jesus thank you for just giving us this opportunity just to gather on a night like this and celebrate your name come on if you love jesus let's give him a hand clap so that uh passage we just uh read together um that is the only passage in in the ministry of jesus to when he performed a miracle that was the only time that it happened uh progressively or uh over time um, in, in every other miracle that jesus performed or, or did uh, it happened instantaneously it happened right away it would happen as soon as he said be healed they were healed like it there wasn't no kind of um uh happening over time it happened instantaneously because really That's the kind of God that you and I serve is that he can at a moment and an instant change things that we've been trying to change for years. I've seen him do it so many times in my life and in the life of others that there's been things we've been struggling with or there's, there's been ailments we've been having for years. But in a moment with Jesus, he can, in an instant, he can make things whole and he can make things healed. That's the kind of God that you and I serve. But I think Jesus did this miracle for a reason to kind of show us that there will be times uh, when we pray for something and it doesn't happen instantly. That there will be times that we will be on the path to our breakthrough, but it doesn't happen when we want it to happen. See, Jesus, he he was in his infinite wisdom, I believe he was displaying about how we should really uh, walk in our faith even when things don't happen uh, right away. Um, If you've been been a Christian long enough, you will know that uh, sometimes you will pray and still feel the same. Sometimes you will uh, pray for something or pray for a breakthrough and it doesn't happen right away. But if you have been faithful long enough with Jesus, you will also know that Jesus never fails. And as long as we keep on praying and keep on pushing, we have seen many breakthroughs and miracles happen in this church alone. But God has been showing us something, and what we're going to look at tonight is how this blind man, how he uh, maintained his belief even though and even when things got blurry. So in verse 22, as we take a look again at the scripture, it says, when they arrived to uh, Bathsheba, it says, some people, everybody say some people. It says, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. These people, they, they led this blind man to Jesus. Who knows that that blind man was lucky to have good friends? He was lucky to have the right people around him. Now, I've heard it said before that if uh, you show me your friends, I can show you your future, right? But I also think that if you show me your friends, I can show you your limits as well. Because studies show that you are the average of your five closest friends, So that means that if you have friends who uh, slack and uh, don't like to do a lot or may be lazy, I hate to break it to you, but that might be you too. Because see, the people around us can either bring us up or bring us down. See, people are like elevators. They either take you up or they take you down. So that's why it's so important to have the right people around you. If you don't have the right people around you, if you have people who are always limiting you, those people who we all can even name those people. Don't look around. Don't give yourself away. But name those people like as soon as you get excited about something and you want to do something, you know, maybe uh, extra in your life that is going to take you to the next step. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down there, buddy. You know, whoa, 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 what do you think you're doing? You know, that's outside of your norm. And they, they try to hold you down. They don't, wanna, they don't want you to go any higher than the level than they are at. We have to watch the people who we surround ourselves with. That's why I always, I, I always want to make sure that I'm surrounded by people who love Jesus. I always want to make sure I'm surrounded by people who believe in me, who, who push me further, who want me to, to aspire to the purpose and the plans of God. Because it's those kinds of people that I know that won't limit my faith, that won't limit my belief, that won't limit who I am because they are pushing me. They're striving for more. they they even make sure I surround myself with people who are uh, pray more than me and who read the word more than me because I don't want to be the person trying to carry everybody. I want to be the person who I can look up and aspire to be. That's why we have to surround ourselves with the right people. Can, Can you imagine If this blind man was surrounded by people who didn't know about Jesus, who didn't know who Jesus was or what he could do. Because it says that these people, they dragged this blind man towards Jesus and begged them for Jesus to heal him. If the blind man didn't have friends who knew about Jesus, the blind man would still be blind. The blind man would never have had his breakthrough. The blind man wouldn't have been able to experience the healing of Jesus, not because Jesus didn't want to, but because he wouldn't have been surrounded by the right people. Imagine if the blind man was surrounded by other blind people. Ain't nobody would know where to go to get to Jesus, right? Then nobody would know where to go. But he was surrounded by the right people, and that's why he was able to get to his breakthrough. This is his first thought for tonight is this is surround yourself with people who can see everybody say see where you are blind surround yourself with people who can see where you are blind because if you surround yourself with blind people and you're also blind ain't nobody's going to get to Jesus ain't nobody's going to get to their purpose if you are have a struggle in your life and you're surrounded by people who have the same struggle ain't nobody's going to find a solution in that scenario Surround yourself with people who can see where you are blind. Surround yourself with people who who tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, look, I I see something that you might not be able to see. Uh, You need to correct in this area. You need to uh, get better in this area. You need to pray more. You need to surround yourself with those kind of people. Because if you surround yourself with people who have the same problems and addictions and struggles as you, I hate to to break it to you, but y'all are going to be stuck together forever. But if you surround yourself with people who, who see where you are blind, who can say, I can cover your blind spots, I, I see where you need to get better, I see where you need to get higher, those are the kind of people who will lead you in the right direction. You see, if, it's, if everybody is blind, if you have the blind leading the blind, ain't nobody's going to know where they're going. But when you have people who are pulling you towards Jesus, trying to strive you to get better, trying to strive you to the next level, those are the type of of friends that you need in your life. I get this question all the time is, how do I know uh, if this is the right person to be around or the wrong person to be around? This Is how you know? Is this person pushing you closer to God or is he pulling you away further from God? Is this person... uh, The one who, you, when you're going to church, when you're growing closer to God, as as you grow closer to God, are you growing closer to this person as well? But if you are growing closer to God, but at the same time as you're growing closer to God, you're, you're growing further away from this friend, that's just a flag of God saying this person might not be good for you at this moment. Because you might be saying, well, my friends, you know, they don't judge me. They, you know, they don't tell me where I need to be better at. They don't tell me any of this. Can I say you need to find better friends then? We all need friends who love us enough, who has the right heart. That's why they got to love Jesus, because if you surround your friends who don't know Jesus, they're going to correct you in all the wrong areas. But you have friends who do know Jesus, who have the mind of Christ. They're going to see where we need to get better, and that's what we call wise counsel, right? That's what we call people who are building the kingdom of God together. Those are kind of people we need to be around. See, so what if the, the lack of breakthrough in our, in our lives has nothing to do with you, but has everything to do with the people around you? I've seen so many young people who I'm like, man, they're so close to getting it. If I could just pull them out of that environment they're in. If I could just pull them out of that friend group, if I could just pull them out of those, those people who they choose to hang around, man, they will be doing so much more. But because of the people they choose to be around, they are limited because they are, they, are, they are being limited by what they can do. Now, I'm not saying that you should go and just stop talking to people and cut them off. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we have to learn how to be the influencer and not the influencee. I'm not saying go and, and block them on Facebook and, you know, stop following them on Instagram. What I am saying, when they want to hang out next time, say, you, no, you come over to my house where I control the environment. Oh, you want to hang out? Okay, let's go to church and we'll hang out at church. Be the ones who is influencing people, not the ones who, who you are the influence see. That is how we can begin to change the people around us. In verse 23, it says, so they these people bring the blind man towards Jesus and said that Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led. Everybody say led. He led him out of the village. Jesus took this blind man and he took him by the hand and he led him out of the village. To me, that's just a beautiful picture of of the kind of God we serve is that even though he was blind, he still didn't just pass him by. If I'm Jesus And if I'm the savior of the world, I don't got time to hold anybody's hand. You know what I'm saying? Like you follow me, because I gotta go, I gotta get moving. But Jesus grabbed his hand, and even though he was blind, even though he might have been what some people call a nuisance or or somebody who was weighing him down, he still took him by the hand and led him step by step. It might have been at a slow pace, he might have been staggering, it might not have been so quickly. His disciples might have been saying, Why are you wasting your time with this blind guy? You need to be on the move. There's so many more people. But he took his time and he grabbed this the, the blind man by the hand and he led him out of the village. That's the type of God. God, we serve. It doesn't matter how messed up you think you are. Jesus is still going to grab you by the hand, and he's going to lead you. It doesn't matter how. You might say, well, Caleb, I messed up. I, I, you know, I don't know if God has time for you. No, God does have time for you. God has, he's the only one who has the infinite amount of time to spend with you. He will take you by the hand and go and take you step by step, but what equally is impressive is that this blind man actually trusted Jesus to lead him somewhere, even though he couldn't see where Jesus was taking him, he was just letting him, guide him outside of the village. He was trusting Jesus that he was going in the right direction even though he couldn't see. That is the perfect right example of faith that I can ever see. That this blind man, even though he had no idea where he was going, he was still trusting that Jesus did know where he was going. He was still trusting that he was going in the right direction. Even though he couldn't see, even though he had no idea where he was going, he still had his trust in Jesus. That's the kind of of sons and daughters we have to be. Because I want people to, to almost kind of be confused sometimes when they look at my life and say, Caleb, where are you going? And I want to respond, I don't know. But Jesus does. I, I don't know exactly how this is all going to work out, but I don't have to know. It's not my job to know. It's God's job to know. It's my job to follow. All we have to do is just let him lead us. All we have to do is just when he takes our hand, sometimes it means that we have to let down our pride sometimes. I mean, has Jesus ever had to lead you by the hand because you're trying to run too quickly? Like, you ever see um, those kids who are, like, running through the supermarket, and the parents are like, get back over here, you know, and they're just walking with them. You know what I'm saying? That is what God has to do with us sometimes, but we have to say, God, I'm slowing down. You can take me by the hand, and I might not know where we're going, but I don't have to know. I got faith that, that wherever you're taking me, guys, where I need to be. That's the kind of faith we need, amen? See, I would rather follow Jesus blindly, and that's where his blessings is in me being able to see clearly, but functioning in my own mind. Right? I mean, have you ever had, have you ever been like, uh, ex- like, you know, maybe in your beginning walk with Jesus? Or maybe you're struggling with this right now. I know we all have those times when Jesus tells you to do something, you don't really understand it. And you say, you know what, God, I got a better plan. It makes, it makes more sense. I, God, I see what you're trying to do, but God, let me try this out real quick. And you go and follow your plan, and it just messes up so quickly, and things get chaotic. You're like, God, I'm sorry. Right? That's when we say, God, you know what, I'm following after you, even if it's blindly, because I know that's only where I can really receive true blessings from you is over there. Not me seeing clearly. I might be able to see clearly in my plan, but my plan is chaotic. My plan is not going to be blessed. My plan is not going to have peace. God, me following after you might be blind, but man, it's going to be blessed. There's going to be peace if I follow after you. So the blind man, he is led by Jesus. And then it says, as we continue with the, with the scripture, it says, then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him. I don't know what the blind man was thinking, but I know what I would be thinking. I would be thinking, I said, I don't know why this felt liquid in my eyes, but I know it's not raining. I'd be, I would be, I'd be like, okay, something is up. If somebody spits in my eyes... You know, we're going to have some words about it, right? But this blind man, Jesus spits it in his eyes. And even though it's confusing and it's kind of messy, he still trusted Jesus. All I'm going to take away from that is this. Miracles can get messy sometimes. There's going to be times when you're going to be chasing after Jesus. And you're going to be in the will of God too. And at the same time, even though you're in the will of God, things are a little messy. Things are a little uncertain. Things are not going exactly according to how your mind thinks it should go. But even when things like life sometimes will spit in your eye, but you have to say, God, I still trust you. God, I still believe that this rain is a blessing. Whatever this is, God, I believe that you are the one who's going to lead me out of this. He still trusts him. See, miracles can get messy. If you don't think your breakthrough also has a battle attached to it, I hate to break it to you, but every breakthrough that you're ever going to have in your life, there's going to be a battle for it. It's never just going to fall in your lap. It's never just going to happen all at once. It's never just going to happen all on your time and and according to your plan. It's going to come with a fight. It's a coming with a battle. But here's where we all take the same encouragement, right? If God is for us, then who can be against us? So if there's a battle against me, I already know I got the victory. Thank God I'm in the will of God because I got the victory when I'm in the will of God. Amen? Breakthroughs will come with battles. But here's the awesome thing. When you experience a victory after a battle, man, you, you appreciate it so much more. You appreciate God's goodness so much more when you had to go through something. You appreciate his purpose so much more when you had to go through something, and that's how it should feel like. Purpose shouldn't feel cheap. Your promise shouldn't feel cheap. It shouldn't come cheaply. The the purpose that God has on your life, it should cost you something. It should cost some sacrifice and some surrender and some patience and some perseverance. Why? Because when you pay that kind of price, you cherish that purpose. Ever gotten something for free? You probably gave it away like a day later, right? Because you got it for free. But when you get your purpose from God and you had to pay something for it, ain't nobody's taking away that purpose. Nobody's going to convince you to be outside what God wants you. Why? Because you had to pay a price for it. And so it says, as he, he spits on this man's eyes, and then he says, can you see anything now, Jesus asked. And But the man looked around, In verse 24 says, the man looked around, and he said, yes, he said, I see people but I can't see them very clearly. Everybody say clearly. So I can see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. This man, he, he, Jesus prays for this man. And yes, things did get better, but things were still blurry. Yeah, things did improve, but things weren't perfect. Yeah, things did get better, but it still, things, that, it, it wasn't clear still. There wasn't, the, the miracle hasn't finished. It might have started, but the miracle wasn't finished. I remember um, a few years back, we were at this uh, conference and I was praying for this youth pastor who came up and and he had a uh, he, he came up with a prayer request. He, he had um, a pain in his back and his leg. He I don't know exactly what was wrong with his back, but something wrong was wrong with his back. Right? When someone brings a prayer request, you just you just pray. You know, I don't know exactly what's wrong, but he said he had a pain. So we began to pray, agreed together. You know, just begin to you know pray for God's healing and we were we were praying and really felt God's presence I remember and it's felt you know God's peace and then you know it was during those crazy conferences you know it was high speed right so as as soon as we're done praying we moved on to next people but this youth pastor after this he he came up to me and and he and he said he said you know what my my back still hurts but my leg feels a lot better can we pray again? I say, yes, we can pray again. We began to pray again, began to pray again, and we felt, he felt his back straightening up in that moment, and his back pain left and never came back. But the moral story is this, even though his maybe healing wasn't complete, and his back still hurt, but even though his leg still was better, he still came back. He didn't give up on God. See, this, this blind man, he could have said, he, imagine if the blind man, when God asked him, can you see clearly? He could have said no. He could have said, well, I can see, but I can't see clearly. He said, no, I can't see. But he said, you know, he said, no, I, I, I can't see clearly, but I can see better. I, I can't see perfect, but <laughs> it's not what I used to be. See, there's so many people that things start to get better. They begin to pray, and things do start to get better, but because things aren't perfect, we stop praying. Whether things did start to get better when we started praying for our relationship, or things did start to get better when I was praying for healing, but because it didn't happen right away, I, you know, I got discouraged, and I stopped. Point number two for tonight is don't stop at the start. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't stop at the starts. When God starts moving... And we see God start doing something on your life, that is not when we stop. That is not when, we, sit. That is not when we, we stop praying. That is when we start pushing even more. There's going to be moments in our lives where we're, we're praying for God to do something. And although it doesn't happen all in a moment, we begin to feel God doing something. We feel the momentum. We start feeling God uh, pushing further. We start feeling things begin to come into place. And that's the moment we have to continue to pray. Don't be discouraged just because things got, it might not be perfect, not might be exactly how you thought it, it should be, but, but God is doing a work on the inside of you. We always have to push because we, there's going to be times where you're going to say, God, I, you know, God, I'm not who I want to be, but thank God I'm not who I used to be. Well, God, I, I might not be at this perfect place I thought I should be, but, God, I'm not in that prison where I used to be. So I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to keep on studying my word. I'm not going to be discouraged just because things haven't come in into the perfection thing that I, that I want. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to keep on believing, and i believe that God's going to bring me through it. Amen? And in verse 25, It says, then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely, everybody say completely. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. See, Jesus prayed for him a second time. And because the blind man, he, he could have after the first time Jesus prayed for him, he could have said, okay, it didn't happen the first time, so ain't no way it's going to happen the second time. So you know what? God, at least I tried. Jesus, I showed up, right? And it didn't happen, so I'm going to go on with my day. Right? The blind man could have easily said that, but he, but he said, "No, you know what? Pray for me again. I, you know, I can't see perfectly, but I can see better. So God pray for me again, and he did, and his sight completely got healed. Healed. There are things in our life that you know, it won't happen the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time we pray or the, or the fifth time we pray or the sixth time we pray, but that doesn't mean we stop praying. Now, I'm not saying that God can't hear our prayers. He does. I'm not, I, I don't know exactly the time of, the God, of God. Nobody does. But I do know this. We're never supposed to stop praying. I do know this. Mom and dad in the room or son and daughter in the room, if you're praying for somebody, don't stop praying just because you don't see overnight success or overnight change. Don't stop praying for healing just because you don't see it happen in an instant. Always keep on praying and keep on praying and keep on pushing and keep on pushing until you see something break. That's how breakthrough happens, It's the same, God, you know what? I'm going to keep on praying, Father. I'm going to keep on believing. Even though things are blurry right now, even though, you know, things uh, aren't exactly where I want them to be right now, God, I'm not going to stop praying. Point number three for tonight is that when things are blurry, don't stop believing. When things are blurry, don't stop believing. I believe this blind man, he, you know, he, God was praying for him. Jesus was praying for him, and the first time, and and things got blurry. Right, he couldn't see perfectly, and he could he could easily thought maybe something's wrong with me, or maybe something's wrong with him, or maybe this isn't how it's meant to be. But even though things were uncertain and things got blurry, he still believed. He still kept on believing he still kept on thinking this is how God is. This, is this is God's plan God does want me to be healed can I encourage you God does want you to be healed if you're in the room tonight God does want your children to come back to him God does want breakthrough in your life God does want you to have peace there's people I've talked to you say well God well Caleb I, I prayed to God about it and it hasn't happened maybe he doesn't want it for me that's the biggest lie that you could ever receive. God wants the best for you. God wants, God wants way more than what you could ever believe for. God, God's plan and purpose for our lives can go be way beyond whatever what we thought. God wants the best for us. God wants healing for us. God wants breakthrough for us. But it's all about us just believing and trusting in him. So We have to, even when things get blurry, even when things are maybe getting messed up, the, 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 there's been moments in life, right, where the storm comes, where, where things come against us, where, where people start talking about us, where all of a sudden the, the, the big account goes sideways or the, the stock market goes up and down, and all these things are coming against you. You have to say this, you know what, God, things are blurry right now, but I'm not going to stop believing. Things aren't making sense right now, but I'm not going to stop believing. Things are kind of messed up right now but I'm not going to stop believing. we got to keep on pushing through the storm, pushing through everything. See, that's what perseverance is, is that when we feel a pushback, we keep on praying. That's what perseverance is, is that even when uh, people start uh, betraying us or even when things start going against us, we keep on praying, keep on persevering. If there's something I feel about this tonight, is keep on persevering keep on praying. Even when things got blurry, even if it didn't happen the first time, keep on praying the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time, and the fifth time. My parents, they told me the story, when they got married at a young age, it took them eight years to have their first child. Eight years. And I remember them telling me that everybody, the doctors, everybody, their friends, everybody was telling them it wasn't going to happen. It was impossible for it to happen. And they did everything. They, they did the shots in the, in the stomach, and you know, this was a long time ago, so I, hope, I think medicine advanced by now. I don't know. But they're doing all these things. They're doing everything the doctors were telling them, and they kept on praying. They kept on believing. They said, they said children, to have children is, is, a, is a blessing from God. It's a, it's a gift from God, and they, they believed it, and they believed it, and they believed it. And he said after eight years of praying, they went to the, to the doctor's office to do their monthly checkup to see, you know, where they were, and he said that. My dad said that my mom came out just bawling and crying. I mean, my dad said, man, at that moment, I remember saying, God, this is it. I've seen my wife cry too many times. I've seen disappointment too many times. I've seen this too many times. This is the last time we're coming back to the doctor. This is the last time we're, we're trying to have kids. But my mom was crying, but those tears were tears of joy. Getting to re- report that she was pregnant with their first child. And over the span of five years, they had three more children. I was the youngest one. But we always got to keep on pushing. There's going to be promises in our lives that are going to come with a push. It's going to come with us having to persevere and be patient for it. But that doesn't mean that God is against us. That doesn't mean that God's trying to make it hard on you. That doesn't mean that God's, you know, trying to, you know, uh, uh, fake you out. No, God's God's plan is perfect. We just got to keep on praying. Amen. Can we stand to our feet? I'm closing. It says this in verse 26. It says, after all this, it said, Jesus sent him away, saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. Jesus prays for this man, this man who, you know, I don't think he was blind from birth because it said that he 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 could he he saw what looked like trees so that apparently you know maybe blindness came over time on him. But this this man who was blind for a, for, a, for a time period of his life, he comes to a man named Jesus, led by his friends. And this, this man named Jesus, who he's heard that at this point in, in Jesus' ministry, he's a superstar by now. They've, they've, they've seen the dead be raised. They've, they've seen um, miracles, and, and they, they've seen deaf ears being opened. They, they've seen all this. And so he comes to Jesus. He's, he's blind. He, he comes with a belief that he's going to be able to see because of this man named Jesus and Jesus prays over him, and things don't happen right away. Matter of fact, things just get blurry. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Jesus spits in his eyes. Things aren't going according to plan right now. But he didn't stop believing. He believed that Jesus was who He says He was, that if Jesus started something that Jesus was going to finish something, I want to close with this thought, is that God will always complete what He starts. God will always complete what he starts. If there's something on the inside of you that Jesus has placed there, if there's something on the inside of you that God has promised you, that he has purposed you for, that he has said this is gonna be something I have for you. Can I say if he started it, he's gonna finish it? If he started a miracle on the inside of you, you can go ahead and take it to the bank that God's gonna finish it. But what's gonna depend on, are we gonna be like the blind, blind man who even though things didn't happen right away, we keep on believing? Or are we going to be discouraged when things don't happen right away, when things don't happen uh, according to our timing? So we have to trust that if God started it, he's going to finish it. If God started it, he's going to finish it. If God started it, he's going to finish it. I'm not going to let anybody convince me otherwise because God started something on the inside of me. God started something on the inside of you. And if you let the enemy, if you let the world try to tell you otherwise, they will strip you of your belief. But you say, no, God, you started something. You're, you're the God of finished works, not halfway works. I, I don't want to be an incomplete Christian. I, I don't want to be a halfway follower of Jesus. I want to be a completed creation. I, I want to be, when I get to heaven, when they, where Jesus says, good job, my, my good and faithful servant. I want to be able to know that I have no regrets in my faith. That I went all out for, them, for, for Jesus. That I didn't let anybody convince me otherwise. That if I have a purpose and a plan on my life, it is going to be finished in the name of Jesus. That if he started it, He's going to finish it. With every head bow, eyes closed, I'll, the prayer, we just want to pray over this, and then we're going to sing together. The prayer is going to be this, God, if you started something on the inside of me, if you started something, Father, that maybe I've forgotten about, or maybe I've given up on, or maybe because things didn't happen right away, I got discouraged, Father, give us the faith again. Give us the belief again, God. Give us that unction again. Father, there's some... Um, dormant dreams in this building tonight, in this house tonight that we have given up on. But Father, we speak life back on it in the name of Jesus. There's some forgotten purposes and promises that we've given up on, Father. But God, right now, God, give us the faith to believe once again, Father. God, there's some, maybe even some healings and some ailments, God, that that we thought, oh, it's never going to be healed. Oh, it's never going to go away. And we even stop praying about that. Father, give us the faith to pray again, God. Give us the belief to start praying again. Give us the faith to start praying for that son or daughter who, who, is, who is far away from God. God, give us the strength to start praying to, to start that business that you put on our heart. God, give us the faith and the belief like the blind man, even when things got blurry. Even when things got messy, even when things were were uncertain, we will never lose our belief because, God, if you started it, you're going to complete it, God. If you started something on the inside of us, God, you are going to finish it. Come on, whatever you head back on, eyes closed, lift up your hands, begin to sing out to Jesus. We're going to stir up the Holy Spirit right now and begin to be encouraged by peace, be encouraged by the Holy Spirit right now and remind us of who we are in Christ. Come on, let's sing together.